0: From the Tie Cats Audio Network. This is the Tie Cats this week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker.
1: It is game one of the regular season. Tie Cats this week. We are excited for the Tie Cats traveling to Saskatchewan, take on the Rough Riders. That's where the Grey Cup's going to be. So, kind of a, an interesting, interesting little way this played out. First game of the year in Regina. Tiger Cats want the last game of the year in Regina. It would be kind of cool to look back and say, "Wow, it's all started here and and finished in a in a Grey Cup triumph." I'm RJ Broadhead, all set to call the game on Saturday at seven o'clock, along with my partner, former Tiger Cat great Luke Tasker. Just your overall thoughts, Luke, on on this upcoming season and and what your your take on the Tiger Cats is.
0: Yeah. Very excited uh, to, th- to see things kick off. It seems to me, you know, don't you get from listening to the interviews this week, players, coaches, there's there is a what seems like an authentic, legitimate excitement to just play football for games that count. And, you know, it's always a always a, a fun time of the year when things get going here. But it but it seems like they're having a blast playing football. The Ticats are Um it is interesting to start here where you know the gray cup's going to be you can say that uh sh- certainly that's been brought up uh in the players minds um this week uh i i think back to 2013 the season ending in regina and not well and then starting off the next year in regina also not well uh there's you know it's a hard place to go play uh they they've got their their work cut out for them but everybody's at zero, zero, you know for for their season it's just a a, a great uh great and exciting fresh moment of the year
1: I, I want to go a little deeper into that Luke I was at practice on Thursday and I I asked O about that and offense you want to be on the same page they have a lot of veteran guys which is great but it's the first game of the year so you can't expect the communication to be perfect and you're playing in one of the loudest buildings. You know the expectations are on the Riders. We saw it last year with Hamilton hosting the Grey Cup, so the Riders fans expect their team to be in that game as well, so it is going to be loud. How difficult is that with kind of the, the two things interacting with first game of the year, maybe some communication, and it actually being tough to communicate because it's so loud?
0: Yeah, uh, it will be a loud stadium, and there's a couple places in the, throughout the year that you're going to uh, deal with that. Um, you know, it's hard late in the season too, when you can't, when you can't communicate well, generally in my experience with coach O and, and Tommy Condell, they're, they're, they're prepared for that kind of thing. You know, we, there, you can practice with, with stadium noise and really it comes down each game plan requires a different amount of, of line of at the line of scrimmage communication. You know, that's not, it's not just. It's not like every play there's a ton to get communicated up there, but some plays there are really some things that have to get said, or else, or else the thing's not going to go off well. So you can kind of you can kind of control that a little bit too, as far as play calling and 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 uh, and what what's available for a quarterback to change at the line of scrimmage. Uh, offensive linemen struggle with it as well uh, with the noise, but this early on, you know, I almost think, you know, y- you've got to you've got to make sure you have some somewhat simple you know, winning plays in there. We always talk about RJ, the, the toxic ratio. That's Tommy Condell's, you know, combination of your turnover ratio and your explosive plays that you have in a game. And you want to get that number higher and higher as far as takeaways and and explosive plays. passes over 20 yards. And that's great. We we've You and I talked about it all last season and we'll get into it again each week this year. But on top of that toxic ratio that, you, that you're always focusing on, I think in a game like this, first down... Efficiency. You've got to. You've got to be making some hay and getting getting up plenty of those first downs where you're getting five yards at least and putting yourself in in winnable second down situations. When you're on the road, when you're out west, when it's loud and you're in second and eight all night, it is just so hard. You can't find rhythm. You can't move the ball downfield. You start losing the field position battle. It's just a. It's an uphill battle the whole time. So you've got to be able to take your easy five yard gains. Uh, uh, whenever you can get them.
1: Yeah, that was a big problem for the Tiger Cats for probably at least the first half of the season. Those first two games were were not good. One of those was against the Riders. They were one and one against the Riders last year, but obviously different teams now in 2022, but weird games. Tiger Cats were nowhere near what they could do in that first meeting, second game of the year. And then it was also the last regular season game of the season that the Ticats beat the Riders. Riders didn't really have any of their starters. They were resting up for the playoffs, didn't want to injure anyone. So uh, a split last year really doesn't mean much. I want to talk to you about the offense. You mentioned the crowd noise and piping it in the speakers in practice. The Ticats did that this week. They had the, the speakers cranked, so they'll be somewhat used to it. The other thing that really stands out to me, and we saw it so much last year, and I go back to those first two games and He didn't really know what to expect and injuries and all kinds of things the Tiger Cats had to deal with. Still, their resiliency, making it to the Grey Cup. But that offense that we're going to see on Saturday against the Riders, it's all veterans. They all have experience now. Jake Burt would be the the one rookie starter, but he was with the Mm -hmm. team all last year, so he's not unfamiliar with things. How much of a difference do you think that will make that everybody has that experience with the tiger cats knows the system knows
0: a lot of the plays. Yeah. I think it's huge and still sort of on average, you've got a fairly young receiving core, but these guys have game experience, you know, they've, they've played, they've made big catches and big games and scored points. And uh, you know, certainly Braylon Addison uh, uh, sticks out in, in my mind as, as the veteran in that, in that group. But uh, even Dane, Whose story has just continued to progress since the day he stepped foot in Canada. You know, his role and his and his responsibilities have sort of continued to to grow. And although now it's like the first time that we see him as being in having having the spot and it being his, he, he's got multiple seasons of experience already. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be incredibly valuable for that unit on the front. You know, Chris Van Zyl and Brendan Revenberg you know, you've got two of, of the great Canadian offensive linemen in the, in the game right now, Van Zyl, you know, many would call him a future hall of famer and, and that sort of that sort of experience goes such a long way. He's been, Van Zyl's probably had 20 plus games in uh, Regina over the course of his career. Right. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive. He's played, he's played there a lot more than a lot of the guys on the, on the Saskatchewan Roughriders Riders team. Really? <laughs> yeah, you know, probably. So, yeah, you're right. And so uh, that, 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 that goes a long way uh, first game for, for rookies in the CFL and you're going out West in and in a country you already don't know for a lot of the Americans. Right. And it's just a, uh, there's a lot of, it's a dynamic world that we exist in as a, as football. Players and that that experience is gonna is gonna be an asset for for the Tiger Cats uh, this week and moving forward.
1: Yeah, they they live and breathe their Rough Riders in in Saskatchewan. I I know that from from growing up there. But it's it's good for the Tiger Cats to be immersed in that atmosphere right off the bat and and see where they're at. And that's really what you want in that first game is see where the team is. And I want your thoughts to see if this is a concern at all so there were preseason games but dane evans threw five passes Steven dunbar pappy white david ungerer they didn't catch a pass tim white didn't even play braylon addison just caught two passes don jackson had two carries sean thomas erlington had two carries so the starters on offense didn't play a lot in the preseason is that a concern at all
0: I coach. O and I taught, discussed this in the, uh, the coach O show earlier this week on the Ticats audio network. And you know, as players, for, well, as a vet, for me, I was kind of, I was kind of good to go. Like, let's kind of get to the season here. I don't, I didn't really want to mess around any longer in the preseason, but those stats are telling. It's just not a long training camp anymore. It's not a long preseason. There's not that much time. And and guys who have no experience have to get tried out. Like they have to get they have to take those valuable reps, so that you can keep you know that a healthy depth throughout the season. And that's really what the what the preseason boils down to is is you know tryouts. And so it does not surprise me that Dane only threw five passes in the preseason. Uh, and and for us or for tiecat onlookers, you think boy like that is. That's not a lot of time to get ready, uh, but I think for the players, it, I, I I always felt you know like ready to go. You get one catch in preseason, you're kind of like all right, you know, let's yeah. <laughs> let's do this thing. The yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say, and Coach O touched on this as well, that it, a, a big part of it also is that then having to go play four quarters now in Saskatchewan or anywhere for for your first game of the season, you know, you're not you can be you get in great shape in the off season and you're lifting and you're running and then you get into camp and you take, take a few reps and it's the end of a period. And then you, you know, change speed, but to go four quarters back to back, it just, you just have to get back into that kind of shape and get ready for that type of, of, of burden and hustle. So that is, that is always an abrupt change. And I always found in that first game of the season, the first quarter and the second quarter, I, I I remember being gassed. I mean, and you're, and it's in the summer, you're, it's hot. Sometimes you're, and, and just exhausted in the first half, and you really know you're in shape when you come back out in the second half, and you kind of got it together. Then you kind of gotten gotten yourself into it, and that 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 high energy start to a game, man. You gotta you gotta you gotta practice that, and there's really practice that as the season goes along. But for this first game, there's no there's nothing that can really prepare you for it.
1: it it's a couple of interesting things there. It's like like fighters talk about it. They get so jazzed, and then they have that adrenaline dump, and they're exhausted so mm-hmm. maybe
0: you,
1: you got to find I that so. happy medium as a player right where you're, I remember you're excited I almost
0: cramping cramping in the first drive of a game but then finishing the whole game playing fine but like I was on the verge of, of having of cramping up on the field right at the start <laughs> i don't know i think it's some kind of some kind of it's sports psychology i think it's some kind of you're just so you're so amped up and you know me, RJ. We all, I hate pregame. I can't stand it. So I for an I I was a, I didn't go on the field an hour and a half early to hold for the kickers, and I'm like, oh, oh. Like in pads, and the game is like in two hours, like you know, and and so I I was always. I felt like pregame was too long for me as a player. And I think that was part of it too. I just, I had, I had already been working too hard for it before the game starts. And you know, that's that you get that high peak and that, and you almost feel close. Like you're going to burn out in the first quarter and then that, but you truly are in shape. And so that carries you through the rest of the game as you sort of settle down emotionally.
1: To bring the listeners into our booth, the tie cats, audio network booth, we've done well over 20 games together. And I would say in every single one of them, probably in the last 30 minutes of warm-up you're like what is going on this is too much <laughs> right so like, you can't stand the the
0: long warm-up it does seem quite long the routes on air and then the seven on seven it's like a you, you effectively do a light practice before the game that was never my thing i was you ever see brett Favre is famous for this he, the guy would go on the field and go like kind of go like this like roll the shoulders and <laughs> yeah. boom game ready to go <laughs> I kind of was, that's kind of more my thing, man. Like, I would like 20 minutes to get ready and then let's kick it off and go. Cause I can't just, I felt like I was already exhausted. I don't know. And some guys are out there, you know, you get guys in the locker room, like you show up, whatever, three hours before the game. And there's guys like doing bands in the weight room, like stretching out, like with bands and like full sweat workout. I was like, guys you need you need you need to stop <laughs> <laughs> i like to have a coffee like at, at like minus three hours kind of stretch but every time i stretch i'd be like whoa slow down buddy you gotta you gotta go on the field an hour and a half before this thing starts <laughs> so, yeah i don't know a... and you strokes. do push-ups you do
1: push-ups now as an announcer before see so you do right. have some of that energy you're trying to burn off <laughs>
0: I, I that's what I'm talking about. I like to do a thirty second warm up and then start the game. That's which is my so which is my need. broadcaster routine. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Notice RJ. You. I've never I've never once done any calisthenics up in the up in the uh, up in the broadcasting booth. So that's no. That's, just straight much, strength training. <laughs> a couple push ups, get the blood flowing, <laughs> put the headset on, let's go.
1: <laughs> the other thing that jumps out and hate to rehash from last year you talked about playing four quarters the fourth quarter was it, it was really odd it, it Tiger Cats only won three outscored their opponents three times in the fourth quarter in the 14 regular season games two preseason games they were outscored in both of them is I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. I know it began to be a bit of a story for the Tiger Cats. I know Coach O was asked about it, and even some of the players said, "Yeah, we got to finish these games strong." But they're veteran guys; they would know. I don't want to read too much into the preseason, but that's a trend that that has to stop,
0: doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you got to finish. And, and, uh, it was kind of both ways for the Ticats last year. You know, they could, that fourth quarter would make a difference or they'd be in the lead and still win the game, but they were, you know, you know, the, the point spread was minus 16 in the fourth quarter or something weird like that. You know, you gotta, it's something that's going to get focused on. I think coach O is the first one to say though, that the W at the end of the night is the only thing that matters, you know? And you know how I like a weird stat every now and again, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll will we'll, we'll come up with some strange ones through the year. And 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 last year there was a lot of of sort of statistical anomalies as the season went on. And specifically, we were talking about Toronto so much at the end of the season and how strange their their season was in in their win loss compared to their some of the stats that are usually very telling of a losing or winning team. But Hamilton last year, as they as they were. Up and down, and fighting, and and kind of clawing their way back into first from a, from a tough start to the season. The fourth quarter was not a strength for them. Uh, I am gonna I am gonna think that 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 they're gonna have a focus on on finishing these games strong early on.
1: So you want a weird stat? I think I I think I have one for you. What do you got? <laughs> so based on last year, if the Tiger Cats score twenty four or more points undefeated, they were seven and zero. If they score 20 or fewer points, they did not win. They were 0-5. So we've got that 24 points, should be a victory. If they get 20 or less, it's, it's, it's big trouble. So they'll have to
0: get that Love offense going. Love it. That's a good one. That's a good one. I remember, remember at a time in the last season, late in the season, the Ticats had not won a game that they trailed in any at the end of any quarter. At yes. any quarter, they had not won a game if they trailed. Not now they could have had a, they could have had not had the lead, but it had to be mid quarter. But at the end of any quarter, if a team was winning, they won the game. Very interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. love it. Yeah,
1: yeah. You've you've become a bit of a stats uh, stats buff where you <laughs> like some of these weird ones. Something else that I want to touch on before we we wrap up, Luke, is we know the Tiger Cats have the best run defense. They proved that last year when their starters were out in the in the preseason. They're they're just there was no real positive yardage against them. It was extremely minimal. However, this preseason over those two games, Montreal and Toronto averaged over 380 yards passing. And they put up a a ton of first downs as well. 36 of the 48 first downs. So 36 of the 48 first downs were passes. Hmm. So, is that showing a vulnerability on this tiger cats defense that if teams are going to beat the tiger cats, they have to be
0: able to throw the ball. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, You know, I I just think all last year we were sort of harping on. And again, the preseason only shows us so much, right? I mean, there was, especially when we were at Guelph last, last week uh, for the Toronto preseason game, we're not looking at the start. We're not looking at, you know, a whole second half we had, missing for for our valuation right and even in the first half when you have starters and it's hard to say what 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 we're what what the goal is out there is the play calling the way that it's going to be is are they are they calling to win or are they calling to, to test stuff out it's hard hard to, hard to get a great read on that but all last season we hard great hard to run against and very hard to pass against too you know i mean the, the, they the secondary for the tie cats i think was in the was the absolute tops in, in the league last year um trading back and forth interception leaders in the league within the Ty Cats secondary, right? Um three so, East
1: Division all-stars in the in the secondary
0: across five positions, I mean it's really really yeah. an impressive group. So you know a, a repeat of those strengths is I think is in no way a, a bad thing uh, if they can if they can put that back on and you know every, you got to get a first down somehow, but there's you know there's only two ways to do it. You can run it or you can pass it. So you got to choose which one to 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 go with. Well, we're, we're excited.
1: The Ticats Audio Network, we've uh, had part of the team with an AM 900 CHML. We added News Talk Saga 960 AM. Now we're adding 1460 CJOY, CJOY in Guelph, and City News 570 in Kitchener. So the Ticats Audio Network is expanding. You can listen to the game on any of those radio stations or on Ticats.ca. It's 7 o'clock kickoff. First game of the year, the Tiger Cats are in Regina to take on the Rough Riders pregame. We'll go at six o'clock. Bubba O'Neill with Andy Fantuz. Final thoughts to you, Luke, going into this game. What are you hoping to see from the Tiger Cats for them to be successful?
0: First game last year out West Winnipeg, and there was they did get off to a fast start. They had There was a great touchdown drive to start off the 2021 season. But after that, it was really, really a struggle out West to put positive plays together. I think you've got to come, you've got to go out to a tough city like Regina, a tough place to win a game, no matter what team and what part of the year, it's just hard to win out there. You've got to get out there and you've got to have, you've got to keep the ball in your hands all night. So you have to control your first down efficiency. You have to keep your drives progressing. And if you continue to stall out in that first quarter, it, it, the Cats are going to, it's going to be hard to claw back. It's going to be hard to stop that backward slide and to restart and, 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 move in the right direction. So I'd like a, I'd like a, an efficient, a clean first quarter of football. So the Ticats can sort of feel out that stadium uh, without, without having to give up points in order to do so.
1: Awesome. Luke, looking forward to seeing you Saturday and calling game one. Awesome. RJ, I'll see you there, man. This'll be great. I'm RJ Broadhead. He's Luke Tasker. We are calling the Riders and Tie Cats on the Tie Audio Network on Saturday, pregame at 6, kickoff at 7 o'clock.
0: It's been another busy week for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. Luke Tasker and RJ Broadhead have covered it all, and now we would like to hear from you. Email us anytime at gameday at tiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tie Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.